Talk Recorded live. Hello, people. Welcome to Strange Talk with your host, Doc. Hey, Ned, you guys got snow there in New York? Uh, we didn't get as bad as I... It wasn't a storm as they said it was going to be, but I know there's other places that got like 26 inches, so I'm not complaining about the little two, three inches we received. Yeah, well, good, good for you guys because, uh, unfortunately... If you don't know, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Uh, Northeastern number three is coming, and maybe the beginning of the week. But you would know more about what your weatherman is saying than I would. Yeah, I read it. They, they right now they're not sure if it's going to go in the ocean or if it's going to hit New York. So, yeah, I guess I, Sunday will tell. Yeah, I'm expecting to get some of the shitty rain and wind. We get. Uh, I mean, that's one of the blessings of those big buildings in New York City. You don't, I mean, when you get caught in the wind in New York, you get caught bad. Yeah. But here it's open, it's like open air, and this wind just whips. It's all over the place, and when it's wet, that damn water, there's nowhere to be dry. You can't (laughs) sit under, like, you can't sit under something and, like, you know, I'm going to sit on the porch and watch the rain. That's bullshit. Don't work here. (laughs) That just doesn't fly. It does not fly in North Carolina. You outside the rain, be prepared to be wet. Uh, (laughs) So you can't just sit on the porch because of the wind go blow it on you? No, no. You know, Bones posted something the other day on his Facebook talking about who else is like me likes to sit out on the porch when it's raining. I was like, you can't do that here. (laughs) Man, when the water, think about this. When the water comes from all four directions, where are you going to be dry? There's no porch. (laughs) I mean, like, I, I, in like another week, right, I'm going to start doing all my planting. I went out and brought seeds. I'm, uh, that's my new thing every summer. Plant all these flowers. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know what? It's pretty on the deck. Vegetables too. No, 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 no vegetables. Just, okay. I just want pretty flowers. <laughs> I don't know why I got caught up into it last year, and and it's watching something grow. Yeah. But you know, I made some mistakes last year. I go away for like two days. Here the rains is going to come. I'm like, okay, that's great. I don't have to water the plants. But I forgot about the winds. I came back. All my plants was like bent over. <laughs> but it's a good thing my wife knows tricks. She, she has like plant rope, and you tie it around things, and the leaf is stood. But it looked ugly because I had now I had this rope wrapped around this poor plant. <laughs> And then the damn thing grew, and it grew all the way through the winter. I had to finally throw it in the garbage because the flowers had lost all their colors. Oh, wow. Okay, so let's get into, um, we're going to talk about some fast lane here. Yeah, the, the, the pay-per-view before WrestleMania, which I'm not expecting too much to happen. Yeah, WWE SmackDown version of pay-per-view. Yeah. So... We got uh, Randy Orton and uh, Bobby Roode. I'm expecting. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. The only thing I see, can see about the match is they keep advertising Orton never held the U.S. title. And I don't think Roode has an opponent yet for WrestleMania. I can see them taking it off Roode and giving it to Orton. Well, I, I'm going to write the ending to this one. Bobby Roode is going to win by disqualification 
due to interference. Here's another man who has no WrestleMania match. Jinder Mahal to make it a triple threat match at WrestleMania. You got, Jinder Mahal deserves to be on WrestleMania. This is his chance to get in. True, I agree. He, uh, is he currently in a feud with AJ and... Not AJ. No, he's in a feud with... No, he's actually in a feud with Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, Randy Orton. Yeah, 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 that's the one, yeah. So that was like, you know, they give you hints, right? Yeah. And to me, that's a hint. We got Charlotte Flair versus this Ruby Riot. Charlotte keeps the title, definitely. Yes. They're not going to go into WrestleMania with Ruby Riot as the as the um, women's champion and fighting most likely Oscar. Is that the direction that Charlotte's, I mean, Oscar's going? She wants Charlotte? I can see it. I can't see them giving her bliss. I can't see them putting on a match between her and bliss. I think the money will be Charlotte and Oscar. Okay. You know what? I I think that match happens. I also think this has nothing to do with this pay-per-view. I see Bailey Sasha. Yeah, and I'm seeing, I see that, and I'm seeing maybe Bliss and Nia Jax. Yeah, you know what? Nia deserves an opportunity. Yeah. Now, here's, this is the match that, that, to me, is the most intriguing because the WWE made a big mistake even booking this match. Rusev versus Nakamura. Oh, yeah. Nakamura would be basically a baby face against anybody. Yeah. But Rusev Day is taking over. Yeah, I don't know how that Rusev Day just just got on his own airplane and flew away. And, and you know what? It's in a stratosphere all his own. Matter of fact, I was watching. I love that WWE mix mix match challenge thing they yeah. do. Mm-hmm. So him and his wife were making fun of Charlotte and Bobby Roode, and it was funny. Yeah, and they never said a word. Yep. <laughs> So you can't screw Rusev right now. So I don't even know what you do. Just make this a a, a, a no contest. Yeah, because you can't have Nakamura go into WrestleMania with a loss. No. And and you're not gonna add Rusev to the championship match. No. But you gotta you gotta to be able to keep him intact. Well, because they did like it before said, when Rusev was a monster when they first brought him in. They turned them into Bray Wyatt. Same way. Bray Wyatt was a monster. Then they turned the jobbers. See, but you want to know something? Fans sometimes write the script. And right now, the WWE, as they call it, universe, is saying Rusev. I heard that like two SmackDowns ago, they had 18,000 people standing up screaming Rusev Day. <laughs> they said he was getting the biggest pops all night when he wasn't even in the ring over AJ. Oh, wow. Over Nakamura. They were screaming. They said it was an all-night thing. The people just said, fuck it, it's Rusev Day, and we're just going to scream and holler Rusev Day all day. <laughs> and you know what? You can see on his face, he's loving it. Yeah, yeah. And he's trying to get his wife over, too. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? She's getting over in the way by being with him. Yeah. And the mix, the mix match challenge is not hurting. Now here's a throwaway. Nobody even gives a damn about. Uh, Becky Lynch, Naomi, Nadia, and Carmella. Yeah, not interested. The only thing they need, I didn't realize it's been this long since Carmella won that Money in the Bank. 
they need to showcase Carmella more often, or people will be like, who gives a fuck when she cashes this in? She might. Here's the here's the funny thing. Well, damn. Thanks a lot, Matt. You just gave me something. Charlotte Flair gets a little dinged up mm-hmm. in her match against Ruby Riot. Maybe though that Riot Squad jumps her. Carmella cashes in her money in the bank. She wins. Carmella's now in a. See, you know what? People don't mind triple threat matches. It becomes a triple threat match at WrestleMania. That could work. I, I, I gave a different scenario. I was like, maybe they hold a Carmella to cash it in on Alexa Bliss instead. Okay, well, she could do that too. But you know what? Money in the bank should mean that your ass is at WrestleMania. Definitely. Now, this is the one. We go, Hey, is that you there, Bones? Yes. Good afternoon, fellas. Doing, okay. Man? Okay, now. The championship match, AJ Cena, Owens, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, damn, and Dolph Ziggler. It's like 9 million people. I don't like 9 million people in a match. Yeah, I agree. That's just a way for them to throw people in. and I I don't see them taking it off AJ. Yeah, you know what? They have to figure out something's going to happen in this match that's going to write John Cena's match at WrestleMania. You cannot have your biggest star. You know what? It's like having the Grammys. Every time you have a Grammy and Beyonce doesn't perform, it's like the biggest star in the music world is not at your biggest show. It brings the show down. Even though I'm not a fan of Beyonce, I'm just saying. Oh, and then I forgot. The highlight of the night, how could I forget about these guys? New Day Uso. I can see this as a WrestleMania match with the Bludgeon Brothers in it. You know what? The Bludgeon Brothers can kiss my ass. They're garbage. But <laughs> I will say that uh, this has been the biggest attraction in the WWE for a year now. Usos and New Day should be on every show, every pay-per-view, to the end of time. Did you see the uh, the promo Big E did against uh, the Usos this week? No, I missed this week, but I seen an excellent one from last week. Well, they re-ran it again this week. Okay, yeah, yeah. That is money. Any kid that's sitting at home who wants to become a shit talker, uh, a wrestler, I don't give a damn if you want to be a rapper, whatever you want to be, and it involves talking shit to people, Big E put it down. Yep. That was a – those two – you know what? Every once in a while in life, you get things that are legitimately peanut butter and jelly. Usos and New Day are peanut butter and jelly. I mean, it's just perfect together. Yeah, they work really well together. It's, it's beautiful. Like, they were born to do this. These five guys were made to work with each other. Now, let's let's talk a little bit. Before I even get to basketball, I just got to ask you guys a question. This one is kind of bizarre to me. Canelo Alvarez, you'll know he has this big fight, the rematch with Triple G yep. in May. Cinco de Mayo, actually, in Vegas. He claims that tainted meat from Mexico gave him a dirty test. <laughs> I don't know what type of meat he is. Well, they're saying that this cow meat in Mexico is tainted. Now, you know what? I, I kind of call bullshit on this, but nothing's going to stop this fight, man. Think no. about it. It's, it's you a have Mexican. to get caught right before the fight. 
You got to be caught on tape shooting the drugs. This is a Mexican fighting in on Cinco de Mayo, which is like their biggest holiday of the year, in Las Vegas, which every Mexican can make it to, who's got money. They are not stopping this fight for nothing. It, it just makes Vegas look bad, their sporting commission look bad. Okay, but you know how much Canelo, money they'll lose if they stop that fight? Imagine the betting. The betting on this fight must be through the roof. I still, right now, if you ask me today, Nick, I like Canelo in the rematch. I don't know why, but I just like him in the rematch. Yeah, I can go with Canelo. I mean, first, the, did you see the first fight? Yeah, I saw the first fight. Did you see the, excuse me, did you see the first fight, Bones? Yes, I saw the first fight. I thought it was outstanding. Yes, it yeah, was. It was a great boxing match that didn't have Floyd Mayweather's name attached to it. Yeah, but see, you got two warriors. These guys go. I mean, you know what we used to see in Triple G just, like, destroy people, but, you know, Canelo has got it all. So, you know what? I, I'm hoping May 5th the fight goes on. I tell you one thing, May 5th, knowing that this is what's going on in Vegas, I want no parts of Vegas. Oh, no, I don't no. need that many drunk Mexicans. Yeah, I, I, was in, you. I was in Vegas, Floyd, Pacquiao weekend, and I was like, I, I'd rather come to Vegas on the off weekend. Yeah, yeah, I was there 200. Yeah. UFC 200. That's wild enough. You know what? I usually try to set up my uh, Vegas trips non-big UFC weekends. A lot of blockheads come to Vegas during the UFC fight weeks, which means that the potential to get into some shit is at a higher level in Las Vegas those weeks. It just is. You you mix the drinking with everybody thinks that now, you know, because you could buy a tap out shirt, you a fighter. You know. <laughs> and come to think of fighters, I, I'm, I'm going to skip all over the place. This fucking guy, and I got his name. Let me just figure, where's his name? Uh, Jose Golden Boy Hassan, who beat, y'all seen the video of him beating the shit out of the guy on the train? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ned, have you seen that? Yeah, I saw it. All right. Have they arrested this man yet? Man, I'm not sure. No, they just know who he is. They haven't, not yet. Yeah, you know what, man? Yeah, he done went to another country. Now I'm uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, if he's from Dominican Republic, you know they they run right back home. <laughs> but I, I'm gonna give him credit for one thing, and I'm gonna I'm gonna dog him out for another. This is 2018. You gotta be able to take a look. It's oh, yeah, a motherfucker yeah. to look at you, right? Mm-hmm. Now if you did something funny, he rubbed your ass, uh, uh, brumped up against you, he farted in your hand while you holding the pole. Yeah, yeah, you know, said something. But I'm going to give Jose one thing. Golden Boy got some good ground and pound. <laughs> he, he's legit. Muscle. Well, you know what? I've seen guys sneak people a lot and not be still able to finish somebody off. He finished that dude off like if, they, like if he was a UFC fighter. <laughs> then he gave him a kick. <laughs> I mean, he, he put it. He, he went to work on Homeboy. And you know what? The, the other guy taught a valuable lesson to everybody. 
Keep your fucking head on a swivel at all times. You're not in Disney World. Shit can jump off in a heartbeat. Yeah, I guess. Absolutely. Things go from good to bad, zero to 100 in the real world. We're, we're, we're New Yorkers, man. We know that. I bet you that guy won't ride the last car to subway ever again. Yeah. You know, I uh, I was I was talking to my wife about this the other day. I remember one time I was on the A train, and that was that was a big deal growing up in the seventies and the, and the eighties. You couldn't ride the back car the A train unless you thought you were somebody. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, if, if, if you were not, if you didn't think you were somebody, that was an off limit car. I remember That's one true. time I was on the A train, and they they stuck up the whole car. Oh, damn. They stuck up the whole car except for me. And to this day, I still don't know why these guys who had pistols didn't even. All they did was give me a look like, I guess I looked like I was one of them. Because I had jewelry on. I had a brand new. I remember what I was wearing. I had a uh, a, a, a Sherlin and a blonde Sherlin. I had a big-ass JVC radio the size of a car door, money in my pocket, and they gave me a pass. And they stuck up everybody, male, women, old. It didn't make a difference. Run it. And these dudes were like professionals. This was at Utica Avenue. By the time we got to Nostrand Avenue, they were off the train. (laughs) So you didn't it, – it was like two funny rules. We had two sick-ass rules that don't even compute to your generation that you couldn't wear your hat backwards unless you were a tough guy. Could you believe that? Your baseball hat, you could not wear it backwards. Yeah. That was almost like telling everybody, I could fight. <laughs> and you did not ride the back of the train unless you felt you were somebody. If you, if you was one of just a good book kid – and you got no hand skills, you better get your ass up some cars. If you're in that back of the car, anything goes back there, because that's what people were smoking back in them days. You know. See, this, the, this, the, 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 the guy that got punched, after the second punch, he, like, turned around and looked, but he held his hand up to block his face. But, like, when comes the time do you defend yourself? Uh, you know what? You defend yourself upon approach. Yeah, but he didn't see the approach. You, you know what? You feel it. Oh yeah, true. I I I've been around a I've been around a quite a few decades. I have never been snuck. I have never been sucker punched. Cause first of all, when shit get two things, I'm not gonna do with you, Net. I'm not gonna argue with you. I don't argue with other males. I found that out real young. Nobody on this planet could say that I've ever sat out there and argued with another man. I just won't. I'd rather get at it. Let's get busy fast. I want this shit over with because I want to hurt you as quick as humanly possible. And my goal is to beat you to the cops or the ambulance come. One or the other. (laughs) Simple as that. I am not running until I think I finish you. I want you to know that you never want me again. Yeah, and that guy looked like a white guy was getting off, a white or Chinese. Yeah, he was Chinese. And they don't, he think he was some form of Asian, yeah. yeah. They don't know the art. They don't know these rules is when you beefing with somebody, you can't, that person cannot be in your your vision. They got to be on site. You have to be looking them in the face. You cannot turn your back on them. 
Cause that's right. That's cause you're gonna get it. Yeah, I yeah, want to see your shoes. Yep. I want to see your hands. Man, you are not sneaking up on me. There, there's it's a video that, on. Uh, uh, go ahead, go ahead. There's a video on social media. I'll be brief. Uh, a woman in DMV is a black woman and a white woman. A white woman kicks her, pulls her hair. The white, the black woman kicks her shoes off, takes her earrings off, and a white woman still standing in front yeah, of her. Yeah, I saw that. Black, <laughs> black woman, no. When that happens, you better swing first <laughs> or move out the way. Yeah, I saw that video. That was a funny ass video. She lit her ass up. <laughs> they they did a uh, somebody did an interview. I think it was um, o- O'Shea Jackson Jr. and Fifty Cent. And O'Shea was like, "When you talk to Fifty Cent, he's never looking at you. He's constantly." surveying the area around you and I'm like damn when at what point in your life do you stop having to do that like putting your head on the swivel mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm going to speak for me this is Doc here and I'm going to be dead honest never and I'm not a guy who's been in trouble but one thing about me is I'm always looking for trouble I want to attack trouble before trouble attacks me. Yeah. I'm over 50 years old. I've noticed everything around me. I don't know if that's the bed style in me because I have seen shit go, like I said, from zero to 100. And I'm not joking. In a blink of an eye, with one second you're standing there and the next second the whole corner is gone and you didn't even know where the gun came from. Yeah. But I always seen the dude pull it out because my job is to live. Yeah, we have I'm, one job. Our job is to survive. Yeah, I'm super observant and, in my area, especially if I'm going somewhere by myself. I am super observant of what's going on but, around me. And you want to know something, Ned? I spent so many years of myself by myself in strange places with nobody with me. When you live in seven different states, you live by yourself a lot. So I have to be observant. I have to know. My first thing is when you go to a new city, you got to find how the rules and the regulations of how it gets down over there. Because you can't apply Harlem or Brooklyn rules to Atlanta, Georgia. They don't get down the same way. Nope. So there's no, there's no uh, as you call it, no lacking. There's no uh, sleeping. You, you got to be, you know, it's messed up, but it's reality. I'm, I'm in North Carolina, and I keep my head on the swivel. I know who's pulling up to me in a car, even though I'm going to give them credit down here. All cops are the sneakiest motherfuckers on the planet. <laughs> and, and you know what makes them really sneaky? They have this cop, these cop cars in Raleigh, North Carolina. They just pale white. Not, you know, like a New York cop car is that brilliant white? Yeah, ours is just pale white, right? Pale as hell white, and then it's pale as blue. It makes the car almost invisible in the sunlight. And the other day, I'm, I, I guess I'm speeding. I'm doing like 65 and a 45, but my eye just catches it. And you can't even see the sirens on the top because they're pale blue too. They don't use that red, white, and they use pale blue. So I see the guy in the corner of my eye, and I say, okay, let me, I can break the car down by the time I get to him. And I was like, damn, man, I could have just got pulled over. But, so that makes you observant. You got you to gotta be observant. I'm not really, I'm not, 
I don't want I don't want anybody to misconstrue. It's never fear to be alert. You just be alert because you should be alert. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally Being agree. With that. Fearful is the whole. I fuck fear. I rather die than be afraid of anything. I'm not afraid of nothing. Because to me, fear is already death. You're already dead if you're afraid of something. I mean, it's all right to be afraid to climb, you know, Kilimanjaro. I'm not fucking climbing no mountains. I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, ziplining from one hotel to the next. That's not my thing. But like a person? No, man, I'm past that. I'm not scared of you. Now, I want to ask you guys about something kind of controversial, but I got to ask this question because it's been on my mind. He put himself back out in the public media. Either one of y'all tackle it first. What do you think of Louis Farrakhan? Well, um, you know, um, at some point, you know, like we already know what has happened to us in the past with Caucasians. Well documented. We already know that. But at what point do you start moving forward from what ails you? You know, it's just like how the the Japanese, the bomb was dropped on them. No one's 50, I mean, 70 years later still talking about you dropped the bomb on me. You know, you move forward. You know, you move forward as a, you know, we're in the human race, though, but, you know, they move forward as a people. You know, at what point do you move forward from the blame game, you know what I mean? Like, I don't live by the blame game. I, I wasn't taught that. I was taught, you know, you're going to work, you're going to school, you know, to get what's yours in this life. At what point do you start with the same rhetoric, the white man this, the Caucasian? We already know that. You know, at what point are you going to move forward? So to me, I went to the Million Man March and all of that, and you contributed money at the end. It was just like what Malcolm says about marches. Marches don't do no good. You go to the march, we felt good, we gave money. Now what? You know, so my, uh, he could do a lot good. He could do much better than what he's actually doing right now. Then, you know, with the rhetoric of the white man this, white man that. I mean, like, uh, you know, over that. Yeah. I don't even know what he in the media for this time, you know. But I'm pretty sure it's along the same lines. Some anti-Semitic shit. Say 2018, when does Farrakhan become what Irrelevant. Malcolm changed into? Never. I didn't hear what he said. I didn't hear when what he said. When does he evolve? When, yeah, when does he evolve? You see how Malcolm went from Malcolm Little right. to Malcolm X to he evolved from that once he found out some things about that about the nation of Islam and tried to start his, his own thing. So, like, when does Farrakhan ever evolve? He's stuck in right. this realm that he's been in since forever. 60s? You know what? Yeah, like, yeah, basically, yeah, 1960. I, I have respect for Farrakhan in one way and no respect for him in another. Let me just explain it. I respect the Nation of Islam and cults because I... You know what? I don't give a fuck what nobody say. You can call me on this. I'll give you my real name. You can contact me. Nation of Islam is a cult. But because the cult saves lives from total destruction, I'm not anti-cult. So if a cult, because who, Christianity is a cult. 
And what makes Christianity a cult is most members who, who go to church have never even read the book themselves. They're being told what the book says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And True. when you have an absolute leader, which is that pastor, that minister, that reverend, who is with, who cannot be questioned on the doctrine of the law, and trust me, it takes years to learn religion. Years. Not no shit that you can learn overnight. Now, what I don't like about Farrakhan is that he doesn't evolve. He does stay. And on top of it, he is a dude who's at this powerful level who I think may be a worse speaker than I am. I guarantee you give me a month to bust out a speech because I'm going to tell you now, Bones, what you heard that day at the Million Man March might have been the worst public speech other than something Trump says in the history of mankind. <laughs> he sat there and told you, I can remember, it's so, it was such a bad speech that he mumbled on about the 26th letter and he said some other nonsense, and then he said nothing. That's why nobody remembers his man, Million Man March speech at all. <laughs> he said nothing of substance. Now, I give him credit for one thing. He's a great-looking 80-year-old. Yeah. When you don't have to worry about shit like Queen Elizabeth, you know, when people do everything for you, you know, your hair could be still all wavy, your skin could still look like you're 24. But the Nisha Islam does do good because imagine some of those guys were dope addicts, prisoners. They changed their lives around because they need somebody to lead them. Yes. Some people just need to be led. Yeah, they absolutely. have no leader in them. Yeah, they need something. Like yeah. Purpose. Yeah. I mean, even though it's a bastardized religion, any religion that doesn't even have its own book is not even a religion. You know? It does, you don't even have your own. What kind of religion teaches from the Bible and the Quran? They oppose to each other. Oh, right, they go right, by the right. Bible and the Quran. I thought it was yeah. Both. They teach from both. Look at Louis Farrakhan do a speech. He quotes the Bible, and in the next verse, he quotes the Quran. How could you yeah, no, do no, that? I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, Jesus is a prophet, and um, they, but they not quote God. Mary. Right, but not God. Mary is very um, uh, prevalent in the, um, um, the Quran, and um, even like right now, they have a, um, a march next month in D.C. called the Ten Thousand Man Reparation March. I mean, like, come on, like we get shit, so cut it out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, come on, like, <laughs> you know, it's like really a joke right now. You know what I mean? Like, if you got reparations, good. Couldn't even, first of all, they couldn't even figure out who to give it to. But second of all, like, come on, we got to move forward. We got, we have more things pressing in our communities to take care of. Well, I'm going to tell you this now. Here's the funny thing about that one. You said something great, Bones. You, even th- you might not even think about it. When they when they break down the fact, you know how a black man was only one-third a man or one-eighth a human being? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, if they had to give reparations, how many of us black people, they would say, you know, you got European blood. 
You don't disqualify. <laughs> All of a sudden, we because I'm still trying to figure out. We got white, we got black. What are they gonna stop? What do they call the mixed race? Because they are one of the biggest growing races in America today. Yep. What do they call those children? Do they make them say they're black? Do they make them? I mean, because Obama was a black man, we completely, you know, for eight years, black people just wanted to ignore that his mother was as white a woman as any woman who ever lived. And, 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 and the I white never, people, I too. I never liked that. I never liked and that. The white people, and the white people, too. Yeah, but I didn't like it from us because, you know right. what, I wanted to talk about something that, that kind of refer, refer refers to something. Dion, I watched I watched the combines, right? Right? And this white guy, Troy Apey, ran the forty in four point three five seconds, which is amazingly fast. Now Dion Sanders lost his mind. Because Deion Sanders didn't want to just come out and say it because he said he couldn't say it on TV. But damn, look how fast the white boy run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, and this mm-hmm. is how fucked up we are. White guys can't run fast. Black guys are not smart enough to be quarterbacks. And if you're a white boy and you could play basketball really good, you always got to be some kind of white chocolate this or that. <laughs> right, right. Think about it. If you're a white boy and you could play ball, like who? I'm talking about like break ankles. They're always going to give you a black guy's nickname. Yeah, cause they can't, yes, yes. We never equate white guys into being able to dribble like that. Exactly, but you know what? They, that's why Lamar Jackson is catching hell about wanting to be a quarterback, and he's going to be spectacular because we we still we still not too sure of y'all being quarterback. You know, racism. You know, I don't even call that's not what you really call racism. It's more prejudice, and I think right. it's foolish. I think it's, it's foolish. Stereotyping too, because like when we play basketball, I bring my white homeboy. Like he better he could, be able to shoot. Yeah, that's all they say. Oh, he got to be a good shooter. <laughs> Suppose the motherfucker got mad handle. He said, you know what? That's what a white guy should do. Some white kid should just work on all handle and get on the court and can't shoot worth shit. Yeah. You, <laughs> but he can break yeah. it down, you know, like. And then they're going to say, you know, or if you're too cool a white guy, you got some brother in you. Yeah, Here's the all-time one that I can't stand when they say Bill Clinton was the first black president. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah Bill Clinton was a white oh, man from Arkansas. Yeah. Who did? You know what? The more, the more I get the further away from Bill Clinton, the more I hate Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton has done more to harm black males in America than any president even above Reagan. Yes. Be above Reagan, above Bush, above matter of fact, Trump is not even touching what Clinton did. Clinton with that fucking three strikes and yeah. and, and locking brothers the away. Yeah. yeah, that crime bill and not just that, he militarized the police departments. Yeah. And I did a I did a um a research like on um on um the thing how um that the economic collapse occurred 
you know, how they was building towards the collapse that happened in 2008, the Glass-Steagall bill, and, um, you know, why it was, um, came into existence, and who was the orchestrator in breaking it down, and that was Bill Clinton. Yeah, and, and you want to know started, something? I'm going to... We, I don't like this guy at all, and I make no bones about it, Donald Trump, right? But Donald Trump is the one who outed to a lot of black people for the first time. You know those uncles and dad that you missed? It's because of this bitch's husband. Yeah. And people never heard that before, especially they yeah. never heard a white man point a finger at a white man by saying, you know, it was her husband who signed it. Because there's a famous tape of Bill Clinton finally, like, on right. one of these campaign the trails with Hillary, where he broke down and cried because he realized he did evil. Yeah, yeah he realized yeah. that Bill wasn't shit, but also had to blame those black uh, leaders at that time that was uh, going, that was for that bill. Yeah, that's all. Listen. You want to, here's the idea of, of not being worth a damn, not being worth a penny. Get the title black leader. That's all you need. Once you get that, you oh. are the lowest black person on the totem pole. Because think about it. We got this fucking clown, Ben Carson, brain surgeon. He takes the word discrimination out of the HUD message memo how do you take discrimination house and discrimination out of your credo because i really think that ben carson comes from a place where eventually he been included for so long he doesn't know about uh excluding people and he's a brain surgeon he's a brilliant brain surgeon he knows nothing about housing and development of inner city. When's the last time Ben Carson even smelled the inner city? Yep. You know, it's it's just in, that's that's mentioned. You know, putting the wrong people in the wrong place. You do not have a center play point guard on a daily basis and expect the team to win. But this is how Trump's got this thing set up. And I don't know who he thought was he was pacifying by throwing Ben Carson at us, but. You know, and you, you would have thought that Ben Carson would have been suited for being the, um, you know, the, the person that was in charge of the medication. I mean, uh, you know, doctor Surgeon and all General. that. Other. Right, yeah, there you go. Surgeon General in this country. You know, it's even like yeah. he, he, he hires some chick to be he's too qualified for he's a, he's a he, She's a wedding planner. I yeah, forgot what, her name. Have you noticed you what Tommy does? He takes people that could be qualified in one area and put them in a total different area. Like the, the the chick that's the head of uh, education. The voice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, he's he's, he's this is the the magical circus that he's running. Let me put the wrong person. He, he's putting square pegs in round holes. <laughs> that's what he's doing. <laughs> now, hey, let me ask you guys this. Just is something that's on a lighter note. Before, I, say before you got married, would you wear a man engagement ring? Uh, I don't, I don't wear, I don't wear rings. Period. So, what's a man you know engagement? What? I, mean, I like, don't want my girl. A, Think about it. Okay. An engagement ring for a man. No, thank you. 
You know what? I think I would have. I wear a wedding ring every day of my life. Mm-hmm. Every single day of my life. It's, it's a prized piece of jewelry. And it's a damn good ring. I got a beautiful diamond ring. So I'm going to wear it. I mean, I, yeah, I'm I, mean, not, I wear I'm, my... Yeah, I wear my wedding ring every day, and um, so I guess, you know, if that was something, I guess I'd be wearing my man engagement ring. <laughs> you yeah, know. So, you know what? I guess it's, it's good thing for guys. Some make extra sure for your, guys. Cause... Make sure your man ring, man, man engagement ring comes with a fanny pack. Oh no! Well, you know what? Listen, <laughs> I'm new school, old school. I, I, I wear, I, since the day I got married, five twenty. Six ninety six. There's not been a day that I have not had that ring on my left hand, not one day. And matter of fact, my wife will question me, "Where the fuck are you going without?" It's it's so I wore this ring for so long that I can't even hide the finger no more. So I couldn't walk around a chicken because she'd be like, "What the fuck is the matter with that spot around your hand?" You know, I don't need it to just be summer for it to be there. You know, I guess I'm old school when it comes to marriage because I don't I don't honor fake marriages. But would like, a man engagement ring be if the woman proposed to you? Well, no. Well, she's got one. You get one. Oh. Mm. You know, you get one. She Hello. gets one. Probably Bones. Are you married? Yes. Okay, maybe because I'm the only married one here. I'm not married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, have because, no, I have no, I have no not, problem with that. Because I'm not a jury guy, so I had... Yeah, um, me neither. I'm not a jury guy. Lo- I had lost my ring, and my wife was up in arms about that, and then then it was like, all right, get another one. Then when I got it, I, I wasn't really wearing it every day and stuff like that, because I'm not really a jury person, and I started wearing And I don't even got a watch on now, you know. And uh, like, oh, I gotta have so I got another one. I've been wearing it, you know. But happy wife, happy life. <laughs> Man, listen, I'm not even playing that game. My wife will ask me, you know, you forgot your ring as I'm going out the door. Oh shit, how did I do that? So it's just actually it's the only piece of jewelry that I wear. I used to wear a lot of jewelry. I used to wear earrings. I, I don't do it anymore. It's just, you know, I guess you get to a certain age, it's not that important. But I'm talking about a younger fella. I I don't, I, I say sometimes what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I remember, I remember getting this, her engagement ring. That shit was a long, drawn-out process, man. First of all, coming up with the money, because I followed, I followed the white guy's rules. What was that at the time? See, it, it, it never changes. See, there's the black guy rule. He's a cheap motherfucker, and he goes out and he gets this woman a dot to show, okay, let me get this woman this fucking dot, and she's supposed to be so happy and proud, forgetting she got to go to work. She got to show her mama. She got to <laughs> show her girlfriends. And this is the, you know, you don't do engagement ring twice. You do it once, and that's it. So the they white guy. It up though now, bro. The white guy rule is at least three months' salary. Oh, yeah, I know that one, yeah. Okay? So I did that, and my wife's ring still stands up 22 years later. We could be anywhere, and people still say, you know, that's a beautiful ring. She has strangers come up to her. That's a beautiful ring you got, because I didn't I didn't get her some fucking dot. You don't say, hey, I want everybody to know you're my woman. 
and I'm going to go out there and get you this one quarter of a half of a diamond. Get the fuck out of here, man. So what if that dot was three months of their salary? Well, then you know what? Then save up for a fucking year. <laughs> save up for a year. Because <laughs> in 96, let's say, minimum wage in 96, let's say, was what? $4 and change? Listen. So if you bring $4 and change, let's, they probably would bring it home, let's say, $200 a week. <laughs> yeah, and a six hundred dollar ring is not going to get you anything but a, some gold. So, but you know, if you put it you this way, if you get engaged and it's one of those K jewel, if you buy your engagement ring from the mall, your ass out to begin with. <laughs> I've actually took guys engagement ring shopping. I took guys engaged. I had a buddy of mine about right before I left New York. Hey man, I'm going to go and get. And so I said, "How much money you got?" He said, I got $700. I was like, man, you better come back after when you're ready. I have no place to take you. We go into the diamond district. That's what I did. Yeah. I went out and brought a diamond, a diamond. I went and brought a diamond and, and then, then got brought a, ring a set? setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that shit cost me uh, thousands of dollars. But yeah. you know what? Like, she was happy as hell. She, but the thing is, I, I advise anybody who's ever going to get a gauge you must have already talked about marriage. Don't buy an engagement ring for a woman who's opposed to being married. Yeah. So you have to discuss that, okay, yeah, one day I can see us married, and then yeah. it's up to you to surprise her that day. And try yeah, not to be corny. Yeah, I know someone that got a, had this big engagement, surprise engagement shower. The dumb girl said yes, and then like two weeks later she changed her mind. Yeah, and try not to be corny. Have some originality. St. Valentine's Day is for suckers to say they're getting engaged. Uh, uh, New Year's Eve is for ass clowns. Uh, it's a good day to remember. No, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm a, I'm a man. I am a man, 100% man, uh, net and bones. I don't know what fucking day I got engaged on. And it, it doesn't count. It's not up to me to remember that. So I have a friend, um, they celebrate the first time they met, the first time they went out, their marriage date, and it was one other thing, some other former anniversary. I was like, how the hell do you keep up with all those fucking dates? He was like, well, see, she does it. No, see, my wife, I'm sure, has that shit in some journal somewhere the day she got engaged. I remember what we did. I remember we went out to dinner and everything, and I said, here, baby. And I didn't go, I I must admit, I wish I could redo that. I didn't do no knee shit. That's not me. (laughs) I just just took a box out of my pocket and said, here, baby, this is for you. You going to take it? Shit, I just spent $100. You're not not taking this shit? Then fuck it, I'll put it back. You never even asked the question. Well, I asked the question. You said here. This is for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, kind of. Basically. <laughs> and you think she lets me forget that? No, she don't let me forget that. Uh, she was like, that shit was not romantic at all. <laughs> but, but I have to be who I am, right? I can't be a fraud and, and be like somebody I'm not. I mean, I did take you out to dinner and stuff. I probably banged you later and, you know, <laughs> all that good stuff. But, but I gave you a fucking nice ring. But see, we had discussed it. We had this. We had this conversation. Yeah. But I didn't let her know 
no clue of when it was going to be. See, that's the only thing you do is you don't let them know, and you try not to be a phony. That's a Christmas, I'm Thanksgiving, her birthday, your birthday. That's bull. That's too common. Do something special. Pick like October 14th, a nothing day on the calendar. <laughs> and then, you, as a male, I'm telling any guy who can hear my voice, I'm telling you, you have no responsibilities whatsoever to remember the day you got engaged. You remember the day that you got married. Married, yeah. That's what I said. I always said that. Uh, yeah, if you celebrate all these anniversaries, I told my friend, I said, all right, the first time y'all met, y'all want to celebrate that. But then once I got engaged, that should have trumped the first time you met. Then once you got married, that should have trumped the engagement. So why are you still celebrating all these milestones? Well, I, you know, I hate to come down on your buddy, but if the FBI was doing a, uh, uh, uh evaluation on him, He's like, he's checking every box of a stalker, a potential killer. <laughs> it doesn't matter now. They're getting I, a divorce anyway now. So yeah, it doesn't I'll kill matter. this. I'll kill this fucking heifer. <laughs> you do not. Listen, no man remembers the day, the first day he had sex with his woman, unless they were both versions. And you ain't with that chick no more. None of us are. I don't even think a virgin remembers the date. No, that's what I'm saying. So oh, why the oh, fuck okay. did you remember the first date? Listen, you know what? People remember. You know what they remember their first of? People remember like crazy shit. The first day they got sober. They remember the first day they got saved. You know, I was in church on October 14th and I met the Lord. See, do you remember first of those? You don't remember the first day that you met. I have no clue what day what time? I don't even remember the first date of my wife. Yes, I know I mine because I went. I met her on Thanksgiving, so it's it's hard to it's easy to remember for me. But I see, can't remember the year. See, those type of things are locked in stone. Okay, you know what? The average father is not going to remember to the day. He might have to jog down somewhere, but you're not going to remember the day your child took that first step. No, no, I don't, I don't the know. The date? I mean, so. You know what? No. Like women can remember the time your child was born and everything. I just remember the date. See, listen, I'm going to tell you now, Annette, women cheat like a motherfucker, man. Women be writing shit down and acting like they remember. They have journals <laughs> they go back to. Man, but they won't admit to it. They got secret books. It's like they have their own secret little Bible that they keep on the whole fucking relationship, and you don't know about it, because I'd be like, how the fuck could my wife pull out memories? I'd be like, I didn't even remember that at all. Oh, yeah, that was uh, 2011. What the fuck? I'm trying to live in 2018. You're telling me about some shit we ate for dinner in 28, 2011, and I had on such and such, and and then you said this, and you pissed me off. Oh, goddamn, women's memory's not that good. I, I, I'm not caring to give them all that credit. And you know what the best thing to do with your wedding? Do like I did. I got my rings inscribed. Okay. I got my rings inscribed. And you know what? Only this could happen to Doc. They got the wrong fucking date on them. Oh, wow. Because I got fucked in the ass on my wedding. I think I told, I know I told Nett this. When I was getting married, I had two other couples we used to hang out with. Out of the blue, they picked our wedding date. Oh, yeah. They picked our wedding date. So we said we were going to Vegas. So we got married two days in advance. So my rings had the two days later 
inscribed on them. So it's always something for us to laugh at because I can look at the inside of my ring and be like, that date's wrong. I think I asked you before. Y'all don't speak to those people anymore, right? No. And they're both divorced, long divorced. I'm going on 22 years in May. Neither one of them made five. Wow. Wow. But the thing that killed us was these, think about it, it's three of us, three males, three females. They're dealing with her. They knew it was her day. It's not my day. I'm just there. It's my wife's day. They pick out of every day on the calendar that day to get married. That that was the end. And she didn't like them too much to begin with. Because we ain't never been a couple couple. The last thing I like to do is really hang with other couples because that means I got to deal with, you know, you might tell me shit. I don't want to hear nothing about this character. And I damn sure don't want to hear nothing about you. And I got to look in your face. Yeah, we have that kind of problem now. We got uh, uh, two friends that's going through a divorce. I knew the dude first. From Now, my girl's really good friends with his wife. So I'm like, oh, this is kind of like a mess right now. Yeah, and then what about if somebody cheats? Like, okay, I don't know about your friends, but I speak for my friends. My core, the core friends that I had when we were growing up, we had a rule. You could not date sisters. We don't give a fuck who you was or who you thought you were. You could not date a sister. Yeah, so all the guys I hung out with, all the guys I hung out with, they were ineligible. I mean, I was ineligible to date any of their sisters. No, and I had guys I hung out with whose sisters came at me hard, but it was a no-no, and that wasn't a rule I was going to break. Yeah, that was an unwritten thing then. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's. Now, I've known some people who've done it, and it yeah. ends up nasty because now, you know, you, you, there's too many variables going on there. Now, here's worse right. than, you know, dating a friend's sister. We had a, a fucking, lo- these two lunatics, uh, Justin Bunn and his daughter, Taylor Bunn. Bunn. She's 19, he's 39. They get caught fucking in their backyard. Now, how, what kind of savage is this? A fa- this is a father and daughter I'm describing. Oh, no. Yeah. In the backyard, like two dogs. Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah, that Wait, they were really disgusting. father and daughter? And even, and, they're, they're, they're father them. and daughter. Oh. Right, they arrested them for incest, but there ain't nothing they're going to do because they're going to say she's legal age of consent. You know, but it's still disgusting, though. Yeah, and you know what? This should be, I really can't relate to it, but this should be a magic thing inside a man's DNA and his mind, and his daughter should be anti-boner pill. Yeah, how much I mean, ass do you want, like, to get it from your daughter? Like, he must have was grooming her from early. Yeah, so how long right. did this, see, when, 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 they, when they say, okay, 19 and this happened, and you're doing it outside like two dogs, you, you have to figure late night when she was 12, what stopped him? Yeah. Right. That's like when he came on drunk. His daughter. Yeah, but we we know that there's something ain't right there. The well, only yeah. woman, Trump. Oh yeah, now, yeah, yeah. We know that the one woman who's safe around Trump is Sarah Huckabee Sanders because she's unattractive <laughs> and a fat slob. And she got that eye that rotates. Now, matter of fact, that's that lunatic. You you seen Trump's ex aide San Nunberg this weekend? He's yeah. been running around saying, "Arrest me, fuck y'all, y'all can't do nothing to me." Yeah. Well, he's the one who called her a fat slob, an unattractive fat slob. Now, I'm gonna say one thing. 
Nunberg might be crazy, might be nutberg, but he ain't lying when he says she's unattractive and a fat slob with, like you said, a lazy eye. And I think and she's, she's married, right? Okay. And she's only 35. She's only 30? Yeah, Five. she's young. 35. 35 years Well, you old. know what? The only way that I could look at, I'm not going to bullshit you. If I just came home from a 10 to 15-year bid, Sarah Huckabee Sanders would look pretty tasty to me. <laughs> because I like vagina, and I believe she has one. But other than that, there's no circumstances where I could look at a Sarah Huckabee Sanders and say, yeah, I think I could get with that. Yeah, yeah now. I know you're going to have to get ready to run, Ned, but I want to to hear your viewpoints on this. Did you see the video of the father, this Brian Thornhill, making his son run to school in the rain in the car? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw that. Well, in Roanoke, Virginia, he finds out his son is a bully. So to discipline his son, he makes him run. I think it's like a mile, maybe a mile and a half. watching it now. I have no problem of this being a form of discipline. I have a problem with this being a social media, media. form of discipline. Yeah, that's We've what we in. You know what? This kid, 30 years from now, people act like, I talk about this all the time, people act like the internet's going to disappear. You know what? This strange couple doc episode is going to outlive us all by forever. This kid, when he goes, you know what? This next generation, say your kid's generation, when they go to school, they don't just look at resumes. Somebody at the HR is going to also punch in their name on Yahoo, Google, or whatever the hell it's going to be. Yeah, and you know that shit's going to come up. They do that here. They search, they search the internet for you. Yeah. Okay, here it is. Young running boy in the rain because he was an asshole. You know what? Be a good father. Discipline in the home. You know what shows a good parent? How their children turn out. We don't need to know how you, why you turned out that way. Yeah. We'll see the end result. Yeah. I, I think this, this public shaming, you know, children are fragile, man. Children are yeah. fragile. We don't know what will break them. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't put it on social media. I'm not, I'm not that type. I'm not a, I don't know. I guess that's the way people are now. Everything yeah, has I'm, to be done for the public, so the public can see, the public can view. Everyone wants your opinion on something. Yeah, and I have no, like I said, I have zero problem with making a 10-year-old boy run a mile. You know what? Exercise is good for children. I'm I'm all with a little exercise. I don't give a damn he go to school a little sweaty and tired. Maybe be too tired to bully somebody. Fine, I'm with yeah. that. But don't you don't have to you know you don't have to shave your head your son's head like George Jefferson and then put that shit on the internet. It, it, it's ridiculous. It, it doesn't make sense. It really really doesn't sure. make sense, man. Sure. Now, make, hold on, hold on. I was just want to say thanks, fellas. I gotta run uptown now. Okay, okay dude, be easy. All right, have a good one. Okay, hey what? Bones, you before you run, that, before you run, did, did you see Panther yet? No, I did not see Panther. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Listen, real life took over. I had some doctor's visits this week, so oh, okay, my doctor okay. was kind of uh, full. But, you know, yeah. Black Panther, it's not like it's going to disappear. I'll be there. 
But I definitely had some things that I had to do. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. hold on. Mm-hmm. You hear that Trump's going to meet with Kim Jong-un, huh? I know, man. Wow. That's interesting. That's almost yeah, well, like... What's up, Papa? Yeah, Rocket Man and Dotard. The yeah. much-awaited meeting. Yeah, that really is almost like a... Yeah, like we... Yeah, like a... Um, yeah, soap opera. You know, you're beefing with the guy, you're calling him this, you're calling him that, and now you're going to meet with him. And also, too, and this is the same people that were complaining about Obama when he met with the Iranian leaders and relaxed the um, restrictions on Cuba that was calling for his head. Talk about the pot calling the kettle black. Well, you know what, man? Sometimes you got to give the devil his due. Trump did not lie when he said that the people that are behind him, he could do anything he wants. <laughs> yeah, he could right. go out on Fifth Avenue, shoot somebody, and it won't make a difference. These people are not, they're not supporters. It's, it's cult-like. He has cult-like stuff. I don't even know why he earned it. He did nothing to earn it because he's not charismatic. He's not a good speaker. See, okay, you some people you understand, you know, their status in this life because at least they're really good speakers. You know, Martin Luther King would have been successful even if he wasn't a preacher. The man could talk. Right. You can't tell me he couldn't have sold a million cars. Right. Malcolm X could talk. Right. I mean, did this kind of, you know, Obama could really, really talk. Right. Trump can't even string sentences together. I don't understand why these people are fo- and he's hurting he's hurting his followers also. Mhm. He's cutting programs that they need also. Right. But, you know what? Now they must let anything come out of this meeting, they'll be talking Nobel Peace Prize. Yes. But you you I also noticed one thing. He is the king of deflection. Yes, yes. He he just so happens to be released the information about meeting uh, Kim Jong-un the same time the porn star is resuing him. Right. Over, right. you know, so one thing about Trump, man, you don't know, you can't almost, you can't take anything he says uh, as honest. No. And he, um, everything was fake news, but this, he hasn't called this out to be fake news. Yeah, well, you, you know what? He, he did come up with a classic line this week. And I guess this one I'm going to say, I, I believe him 100%. He said he likes conflict. He likes conflict. He said it straight out. I love conflict. I love the chaos. Yeah. We as the general public, we hate him. But he, he seems to strive, you know. It makes him feel great. Yes. And uh, we've spoken about this before. And here he here he is. He's you know he's old. He, he's um few decades, couple of decades older than us. Like, how you getting someone to take your picture? That's not even your wife. You know, you you videotaping you. Yeah. You know what, man? It takes. I, I me personally. I think it takes like nine different types of balls to even want to touch anybody who's been in porn. I mean, you are much, 
more bold and reckless person than me. I don't want a chick. I wouldn't want to touch a chick who's only been on a porn and a phone, taped on her own phone, let alone mm-hmm. a real porn. <laughs> because that's that's a Russian roulette I am not willing to play in this lifetime. I My dick won't kill me. That will not kill me. I promise you that. It will not kill me because I was banging the next man's woman and he comes back and kills me. And it won't kill me because it gave me dreaded disease. No. I've been blessed with loyalty. I ran when I ran, and when I stopped running, it was over. Life's simple. I've had no problems. Chris Rock made a great lie once, and people take it as gospel, and it's a lie. A man is only as faithful as his opportunities. That's a lie. And I hate that people actually believe it mm-hmm. because you're only as faithful as your loyalties are. If right. you're a loyal person, you could lay something down in front of a loyal person. A thief will never uh, – uh, say a person who does not steal, they just won't steal. You could right. leave stuff around them. They just won't take it. It's not theirs. It's not in them to do it. Now, if it's in a person to do something, they'll do it. They don't even need opportunity. They'll make opportunity. Right. But Bones, I'm not a thief. So I don't want your stuff. That just gives you a reason to come after me. Right. And I'm not trying to have, I'm not, I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to die and have people say a lot of things about me. I don't care if when I die, people say, you know what? I never liked him. But I just want this question to be asked. Why don't you like them? And I want them to sit there and look confused. Because they'll go like this. I really don't know. I just don't like them. Did he ever do anything to you? No. Did he ever take anything from you? No. Did he ever ask you for anything? No. Did you have to ever help him with something? No. So if you don't like me and I didn't, I didn't do any of those things to you, I don't care. I, I, I could die with a clear conscience on this planet. You know? Absolutely. Because even the people that I ran with for 20 years that I no longer even speak to, they can't put a finger on why they don't speak to me anymore. It's just because they don't. It's not because I did anything. I have a strict code and I have strict rules that I follow daily. It drives my wife absolutely bonkers, but I do it. I do it even when it's just me and her. I just don't do shit willy nilly. I got I have rules and regulations. And I like that. That's why it would make me a horrible father. I got too many rules and too many regulations. And I can't expect somebody else to be able to live up to those credos. I that that much I will say. Now, you know, I was thinking about something. We was talking about this last time. Kobe Bryant wins this Oscar, right? Yeah. And I think Kobe got a real free pass. Okay, he got kind of exonerated. But, you know, I I did some research, and it wasn't like people wasn't mad that Kobe was up for an Oscar. They had a petition out there with, like, over 16,000 uh, 
people signing it saying that they didn't even want him on the ballot. Because it's not like people forget, you know, that crime in Colorado. Right. So the Oscars is funny. They picked and choose who they wanted to act out on this year. They they cheered Kobe. They booed Ryan Seacrest, which I'm not backing Ryan Seacrest at all. If he did something wrong, then fuck him. But right. they 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 shunned him. Kobe, they gave a standing ovation to. Like they had forgot that there's a, a you know, the rape allegation on the books. It's not like this was just something off the books. This is on the books. I remember when that story broke, that shit was huge. Remember how big that was? Because Kobe was a, a major player at that time. Right. Well, I'm glad to see he's really gotten into no more trouble since. Good for him. Yeah, that girl, her crazy-ass self, you know, like, her story was all weak anyway, the way she described it, you know, how it happened. But, you know, once that, you know, the DNA, she got multiple, uh, you know, different DNA in her panties, like, like, yo, the hell? But you don't put yourself in the... You know what you do? After you say I do, you tell everybody else I don't. I don't know what's so hard about it. I I don't know if it's a, maybe you could you could touch on that bones and I don't want to get you in any kind of trouble whatsoever. But I don't understand. Maybe it's something about the male ego that they know. You know what? I have flirted a million times since I've been married. But I don't want I don't have the desire anymore, or I haven't since I decided, because I, you know what I did? I hoard like I'm, the difference, I guess the difference is, and well, Kobe would have done it, but I hoard like a motherfucker, like a, I am talking about like a savage. I, I made sure that my numbers were something that was stupid. I must have banged 200 chicks in my life. Easy. And I've had to have this conversation with my wife, so this is not like I'm um, dropping some kind of revelation. Because during the years that I was single, I was single. I didn't act like I was in a relationship. If I wanted to be with you tonight and you tomorrow and you tomorrow, but I wanted to get all that shit out of my system so that today I'm not still going whatevs. I don't live on whatevs. I did it. Right. You know, fuck that sleeping with three women and now I get married and, and you sitting back going, damn, man, I wish I would have ran around. No, I ran around like a, I ran around like I was a rock star. Oh, you winked at me. You want to have sex? Let's go. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> right. Because, but then I knew that once I hooked up, I was going to, I'm not the type to cheat. I've had, I'm 53. I've had three long-term relationships in my entire life, just three. All the rest of that was free time, free time to do whatever I want, no obligations whatsoever. But once I'm obligated, you know, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the Capricorn in me, some of the most loyal people, and I don't even believe in all that astronomical shit, but it seems like when you talk to Capricorns, loyalty is a big thing with us. It's humongous with us. Not to say that you give, you better not keep your eye on a Capricorn. That's foolish. But we seem to be very loyal people. 
You know. So this ass clown Nicholas Cruz said he will plead guilty if they take the death penalty off the table. Good. Let him suffer. Death is too quick for him. Uh, you know what? If I was Nicholas Cruz, I'm hoping for the death penalty, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, I, I'm sure you've heard the screams of horror in your life doing what you did. I'm a true claustrophobic MF. I could yeah. not survive an eight by ten. I can't, and then I can't even imagine what the hole is on top of that. No, I would be a lunatic. And my mind is the most important thing. I can't. You can't lock me in my bathroom forever and tell me this is home. I can't. I can't live in there. And and he's uh, 18 years old and um, with a life expectancy of of another, um, you know, 60 some odd years. And and. There's, there's some kind of magic shit that goes on. I don't understand it because I ain't never been there. It seems like even if, if, if a person is not under a lot of stress in a penitentiary, they seem to come home preserved. It's like, I don't know what the fuck it is about jail. They, they don't look like they get wrinkles. Their hair's beautiful. Their bodies are better than they were in the street. It's something about the place that preserves. So you literally, this dude can live to be 80. Oh, man, if I was Nicholas Cruz, I'd have to rethink that and be like, you know what, maybe in five years y'all could kill me. <laughs> or I can, yeah. I, can sit, I can sit in this prison. I guess somebody told him a story that, you know what, maybe after 10, 15 years, they'll start breaking you down from maximum to medium to minimum, and one day you'll be on a camp. I don't know, but I couldn't do it. That's the one. Yeah. You know, if there was a hell a Satan and a God, and that was the way they were going to torture me for eternity, it'd be in a fucking, put me in a box forever. I need freedom. You know, I need freedom. I need room to move around the cabin. I would not, I would not plead guilty to anything that could get me life. I'd say, let's go to court, give me the death penalty, Hopefully the needle will put me to sleep and I'll be, it's over. 19 years old, possibly 60 years like that. And see, I don't even know the dimensions. I could be totally wrong. But, you know, imagine a person who's put in total isolation. Fuck that. I can't handle that. I couldn't handle that for the rest of my life. That's that's rough, right, man. Right. That's that's rough. I don't believe in suicide, but then you start looking at the sheet, then, you know? Yeah, man. Well, saying you let me uh, gather up my medications for three weeks and take them all at one time. Anything. I mean, so I don't think he's using – he didn't use any judgment when he killed all those kids. And you know what? People want to – people don't care about – Prison. They 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 want prisoners to suffer. Fuck rehabilitation. That 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 myth has been thrown out the window forty fifty years ago. So they want them to suffer. So you know what? If 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 they saying that this is karma for the kid that he gets to suffer forty fifty sixty years like this, then you know screw him. 
and maybe he'll be abused while he's in there. But I, I'm not even thinking in that manner. I'm saying, you know what? Sometimes we can cut our losses. We can't force a person to take it. But if I was the DA in Florida, I wouldn't even put that on the table. But I guess they don't want to pay for trial. Nobody wants, what they say, 70, 80% of people do not go to trial? Yeah, it might be more than that. I think yeah, even high. Think about it. Yeah, I guess, I guess states do not want to pay for juries. They don't want to pay for judge time. They don't want to pay for court time, transporting these people back and forth. Matter of fact, I guess that's why I haven't been called to jury duty in about 10 years now. Uh, please yeah. don't say that I cursed myself just now. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. I think, well, I think it's definitely more than that. And then also, too, with the recidivism rate the way it is, and these guys on parole and parole and probation, which, just, which is still just an extension of the system, they just get in there and say, wow, I'm going to be violated. You know, I'm just going to take the time as opposed to if I max out. You know, they ain't got good lawyers. And, you know, someone said, dangling that carrot in front of you saying, hey, you take one year and you're done, or you take this five years, and they just opting for the one. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, you know, coming from where we come from, I knew some veterans. And I knew some veterans, and they told me some shit that didn't even make sense. I remember I had a buddy of mine, a real good friend of mine. He said, listen, I, I could be home in 18 months, or I could do three years and have them off my back. I'm going to do the three years. I was like, that sounds insane to me. Yes, and they do. Yeah, 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 absolutely. He was like, no. He told me that for the first time, 24 years old, we the same age. And he told me he had 10 flats. And he said, yo, I do that standing up, man. That ain't shit. I'm looking at him like, huh? Huh? 10 years? Oh, my God. 24 years old, 10 years is an eternity. Yes. You, listen, unfortunately, I got caught up with some bullshit one night, one night at Atlantic House was an eternity. One night. The next day it was over, gone, never to exist again. One night. I said, I can't even imagine doing this shit longer than two nights would have killed me. And yes. I wasn't feeling any threat, but yes. it was just, I'm not in my element. I can't do what I want. I can't, I sh- man, I can't even use the bathroom. It's 900 of us in here. Yeah, Why yeah. did y'all and, and, pick me up? Yeah, and man wasn't meant to live in a, in a, in a cage. Yeah. You know, we weren't meant to live to, in a cage. When to move and when not to move, so. Now, I could, I've had, like I said, Bones, I've had several people tell me this. I am taking uh, 18 months. I'll do the 18 months. I could be home in three, but then it's worse me going to piss every week and going down to this parole. This guy's just going to violate me eventually anyway. Let me get it over. I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at. Along with right. you motherfuckers keep taking my phone calls and sending me commissary. Right. I was like, yeah. so you don't mind being you don't mind being on our book. That's why you that's why you're fine. Right. And like they wanna now, um they wanna end um parole. Not parole, they wanna end bail. Bail bondsmen's and that stuff like that. They wanna modify, they wanna end it, you know, because um you know, because people can't get out. You know, it's you're better off fighting your case 
I never understood that until a relative, and I worked there, got locked up last year. They said you're better off fighting your case in the streets than you are from the inside. And, yeah. yo, you truly get can get lost in there because this person um, was charged with a crime in January. So they went to court a couple of days later after being incarcerated. The prosecutor didn't show up. You know, they said the next court date was August, August 26th. Yeah. From January. And, and so that means you would have to sit on your hands. And who says they don't they don't cancel that one? And you right. want to just think about yourself and I'm going to be going to get out of here. Just think about yourself as a juror. I'm just saying be totally unbiased. A guy shows up with a DOT on the back of a jumper or a guy shows up in a suit. The guy in a suit is always going to get more of the benefit of the doubt than the kid with the jumper. Yes. That gray jumper, that orange jumper, I don't give a fuck, green jumper, whatever color jumper it is, if it's got those letters D-O-C on the back, you got, if you got, you got certain segments of society, they see a black kid with that, they automatically say guilty. Yeah. They don't want to hear nothing. So, you know what? Your cousin or whoever this person you said was, they're 100% right. And, and, and if they ever was to get away with the bail system and not allow people to fight their cases from the outside, man, they would – I can't even imagine the damage that would do because think about it. That person might be still able to go to work. They take right. a day off to go to court and they get exonerated and it's over. They can't keep their job because they're incarcerated. They right, might, right. You know, there's there's a lot of variables. I mean, that that's that's horrible. That's a horrible thing. Bail yes, is yes, a it is. bail is a good thing. It at least allows you to keep some normality in your life. Suppose you even got physical issues, you could get that taken care of in between court dates instead of right. waiting on a system to do it. You know, you might have a sick mama. Yeah. 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 You know, and because uh, you know, even like parole and parole and probation, it's the same thing. It's just still an extension of the prison pipeline. Because if you, if someone says, Doc, you got two years, you did your two years, you're like, I'm finished. I don't want to see y'all anymore. Not to say, well, we're going to monitor you now for the next two years also. And you're going to yeah. come here. Some states you have to pay monthly. And um, we're going to do drug tests on you and don't get arrested because you could finish out the rest of your term. That's crazy. Yeah, well, see, I guess that's why, you know what, see, I talk, when I talk about the system, I talk about the system is really, it's such an unknown to me personally. Everything that I know about the system is second, third hand. So right. I think about as a rookie, an unknown, the only, the only option I want is freedom. So that's what I'm thinking yeah. in my mind. These guys who've been... Most of these dudes that I know, this is their second, third time around. They've already given the state eight years. The two more, three more don't mean much. You know what I mean? That right. don't mean nothing to them. They, they're, they're like, oh, man, it's an inconvenience. I thought I was coming home, but you know what? I'll do this. I'm not even, I'm not even acclimated to the streets yet. You know, yeah. I'm not I don't even know if you saw acclimated. Did you see that documentary 13? 
Yes, I did. On Netflix. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a really dead on. <laughs> Me and Netboy last year did a whole special uh, Our World podcast just on 13 alone. Okay. Just a whole podcast on 13 alone. Because we was like, you know what? You watch it. I watch it. We're going to come back and we're going to break it down and discuss it and, and see how that fits into our lives and, you know, what we already knew and what we learned. Like, you know, just bring this one up real quick. I'm, I'm watching uh, Uncensored this week. Uh, Trick Daddy's on. Trick Daddy goes to prison for three years. He comes home. The night he comes home, he shoots a guy. He goes, okay, he still owes the state time. So the yes. same day that he came home on the bus, the same day he went back upstate on the bus. He didn't. He said he didn't even make it. The, the ride downstate, because one thing about all cities, them fucking upstates are always a long way down. He said it took longer for him to drive down than him being free. I was like, you know what? That's when you know your life's a mess. Like, I knew, I knew somebody real close to me that happened to, was released, called me from downtown Brooklyn, ten o'clock in the morning. I just got released. Four o'clock in the afternoon, called me from Rackers Island. They're sending me back upstate. I was like, you got to be fucking joking me. After night, after twenty-four months. Oh, yeah, man, I fucked up. I snuck on the train. I was like, how stupid. I would have walked. I would have walked to the Bronx if I had to. Yeah. They yeah, said don't crazy. get in no trouble. They meant don't get in no trouble. Yeah, yeah. Only only thing right now is, though, is that, they, like, in New York, they're um, letting a lot of people go on R&Rs. They're not arresting them for those so-called quality-of-life crimes. Even um, getting weed or open carry with a beer. They're letting them go. They're not putting them in, in the jails because it's also, too, it's very, very expensive, you know. Oh, wow. Right. Are they finding them, though? Yeah, they're finding them. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, very, you know, it's $100,000 to take care of one prisoner in, one, in New York. Back in the Giuliani days, the motherfuckers would actually scoop you up and take yes. you to 81st or 70, whichever one that is on uh, Patching and, uh, like, Quincy, right. uh-huh. 79th, 81st, I, I, always found, I always found that amazing. I was like, you mean to tell me you're going to take man hours for a, 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 a can of beer? You can't write a ticket? No, no. And I, well, see, I was smart. I never got caught in that bullshit. You're not catching me. I didn't need that on my docket. You know, Randolph, he's a, a doctor, habitual street pisser. Nah. You know what? I find a bathroom. Yeah. You know? Well, Bones, man, it's been my pleasure, brother. We're going to wrap this one up, man. I just want to tell the people that they can always call in at 724-444-7444. Call ID is 145-048. Mondays, Fridays, 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Please go to the YouTube Strange Talk with Doc, comment, like, share, and most of all, subscribe. I need people to subscribe to my page. Numbers actually matter in this world. Subscriptions matter. It won't cost you nothing. You people already know that. 
You don't get bothered. You don't get no special emails or nothing. It just helps me out if you listen. I sometimes have 100, 200 people listen. I need you to subscribe. Make my numbers go up. I also could be reached on YouTube. I looked at, viewed on YouTube, SoundCloud, Vimo. If it's social media, Strange Talk with Doc is somewhere out there in that universe. So please, once again, YouTube, 724-444-7444, call ID 145-048, Mondays, Fridays, 12 noon. Bones, brother, watch out for Nor'easter 3. You know that might be coming your way. Okay. Yes, sir. We'll do. Okay, so you... Go stack up on all those supplies that you need. I'm hoping Northeastern 3 is nothing. Because as far as I know, you guys got hit pretty bad just now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah we did. That was, uh, that was a lot of doggone snow out there. Um, at more than a foot, at least 15 inches, 16 inches. It was a lot of snow. That's not a joke. No, I the drove kids to back in school? Too. Yeah, they're back in school. They went yesterday. They had a three-hour delay. You know, Boy, see, that's, that's one thing that's great about the state of New York. Here, two inches of snow shuts us down for four or five days. <laughs> 14, yeah, 15 inches. They say, hey, man, get up and let's go. And I well, drove through it. And before you go, I drove and I drove in it to get my wife from the train station. I've never been so nervous driving. And inclement. Well, I don't understand. When they say don't drive, don't drive. But I had to go get her because she had no way of getting back on over here, which was like 15 miles away. So I went. Mm. I took my time driving, 25, 30 miles an hour, going slow. Sometimes with my hazards on, and I, and visibility was horrible, and people were flying past me. I was like, you gotta be crazy. So it was coming down blizzard style. Yeah. Oh man. Well, you know what. It is now March 9th. Let's hope that for everybody's sake, the snow, let's get the rains so we can get these April flowers. But we really don't need the snow. That's a thing of the past, I'm hoping. I'm hoping this Northeaster that they're predicting is, you know, sometimes they, they, they like to set us in a panic so that we go and buy out the markets and pump up the uh, marketplace. Because they love to do that here in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. They do that all the time. I think they cause panic, and then we'll get one inch of snow. And you go to the market, it'd be nothing. And it's great for the businesses, you know, the bread, the milk, the cheese, the eggs. They're all making money, and they just panic everybody. And the next day, it'd be like, it's not even enough snow to come up past the uh, sole of your sneaker. But you have a great weekend, my friend. A great weekend. Okay, brother. All righty. Okay. Okay. Everybody, peace. peace, peace. As I always tell you, peace.